Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's unedited podcast, episode number 70. Um, you know, I'm glad, uh, so fee sent in the fee segment with the rapid fire, which is good because really it was just going to be a rundown of, you know, college football reactions and predictions, combat sports talk, um, my main, uh, reactions to week eight, NFL rankings, game nine, and then podcast updates. So fee sent in the rapid fire. Or again, I haven't seen, so some of these questions might take away from some of the other segments because I didn't. I don't want to know them when he sends them. He sends them via email. I pull it up. I don't see it. I click on the email right as we're doing it right now. Again, we're going to kick off with that. Then we're going to get into post-week 9 college football top 23 power rankings. Um. Oh, yeah, shoot. I had to change. I totally, I was, when I was looking earlier, I totally forgot to change my rankings. Um, I just kind of kept the normal top eight, top whatever, and then I just didn't even think. So, again, let's get these switched to how I want them. Uh, so we'll go through, like I said, fee segment. Uh, post week nine power rankings. Uh, week nine reactions. Week ten predictions. Uh, combat sport, just a couple headlines in MMA. Obviously, Paul Silva. Fee says he has some questions in here about Paul Silva, but you know, I'll still want to retouch on that later on. Uh, main six reactions to week eight of the NFL, uh, which again, Fee might cover a couple of these, so we'll see. And then post week eight NFL top 16 power rankings, me and my brother's week nine game predictions, and podcast fantasy football update. So let's get started right here with the, the Fee. We're going to click in. It will load? Okay, sweet. Uh, It looks like it's loaded. Okay, so he does have one. He has one, uh, one Jake Paul question here, which I did not have on mine, so that's good. So we still will go in depth. All right, so here we go. We're going to kick it off. A lot of NFL, which I want. NFL is kind of the hot thing right now. We can get into that now. Do the Ravens become more contenders after acquiring Roquan Smith or not really? I'm actually going to say yes. I mean, I'm going to say it's a I won't I guess I won't go as far to say it's 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 a really big jump because I still feel like they could have also made a move for a receiver. Now, who knows? They still may go sign Odell or something like that. But I still feel they could have made a move for a receiver. It does help them. He again, he's just an all over the player type. He's an all over the field type player. So, I do think it is a big pickup. Um, I already thought they were contenders anyway. Now, not on the Bills and Chiefs level, and I don't think it puts them there, but I think they're right on that next level in the AFC. Probably at the top. You know, Bengals kind of looking like, damn, how much do they need Jamar Chase? Looks like quite a bit. So, yeah, I'm going to um, I'm gonna say it does help them. Yes, it does help them. Did the Bears pay too much for Chase Claypool? Um, he's second-round pick. I mean, let's be honest. You think of his talent. I think he's still ultra-talented. He's not obviously getting the touches. Uh, he he would like to have. He's gonna immediately, in my opinion. I know they have Mooney, but as an out as an outside player, as an outside threat, he's their number one receiver. Um, and again, receivers you can hit on. You can find a guy of his talent in the second round. But let's just be real. I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do because I was having a conversation about this with the uh, some of the guys on the uh, KB and the boys. It's like, well, what's their motive right now? You now they traded away 
Robert Quinn, who I understand he's 34, trade him to a contender, you got a fourth round pick and a seventh or a sixth. Then you trade away Roquan, Roquan for a second and a fifth. But then you go make a move for Claypool. When in my opinion, you could have you could have kept that second round pick, and you were probably gonna have an early first round pick. You could have used your two seconds you have now to maybe get back up into the first to go get a receiver. A top level receiver in the draft. Now I know Claypool, he is very talented, and I think he has tremendous upside still. So we'll see. It's really just gonna I don't think they paid too much, but we could look at it next year or in two years and say, man, they really should not have given up that second round pick for Claypool. Overreaction not, Bucks will miss the playoffs. So I, I've I've had this talk with my brother. Uh we were t- obviously we were going through the NFL games and doing our predictions and um I went on I went I'll go on the record saying it right now. I went on, I said it to him, I'll go on the record saying it right now. I think the loser of the Bucks Rams will miss the playoffs. I think this is an early elimination game. Uh one team can fall to three and five, one can fall to three and six. It's more trouble. It, Actually, I think it's more trouble for the Rams if they lose because I think the Seahawks are good, and I think the 49ers are going to win 10, 11 games this year. I think they go 10 and 7, 11 and 6. They didn't have Debo, and they smoked the Rams. I think it's for the here's the thing for the Bucks if they lose, they're 3 and 6, right? You probably can win that division at 8, 9, 9, and 8. So I'm going to say, and I predicted the Bucks to win against the Rams. So I'm actually going to say, no, they won't miss the playoffs. I think the Rams do. I really do. And we'll get into. I have another, unless Fee has brought it up. I'll get on a. I have a little thing that I'm going to do on the NFL segment. My main six reactions on you know three teams in the NFC. Um, but here we go. Overreaction. Oh, here we go. Uh, is this going to be one? Is this going to be Tom Brady's last year? No. Should it be? Yes. It won't be. He loves the game. And here's the thing, though. I'm actually. I'm actually going to hold. On. I'm going to take back that immediate. Yes, it should be. To me. This O-line is so beat up, man. You can have all the weapons in the world, but man, if you don't have time, it doesn't matter. He has the most passing yards in the NFL, I believe. I think he's the league leader in passing yards today. So if you can protect him, again, he's 45, 46 years old. You have to still protect him. He's not going to be the same guy he was in recent years. He's, he's getting older. That's just how it goes. You have to protect him. And it's like the opposite of Rodgers. Or Rodgers is kind of opposite, like not really though, because their O line really doesn't protect him, and he doesn't have weapons. If they had, if their O line could get healthy and they could fix that O line, they needed to get healthy. I don't know if it can. I'd have to look at the injury report again. If it could get healthy, the, he'll be fine. He can continue to play. I worry about him getting hurt though, because of how many hits he's taking. That's what I worry about. At forty five, forty six, you can't take the. No matter how healthy he is and how well he takes care of his body, no, no, no quarterback can take the hits and keep going, especially at forty five. So no, this won't be his last year, and I really don't think it should be, actually. I've changed my mind to it. I've watched him play. If he gets time still, he's an unbelievable quarterback. That arm's not dead. That arm is not dead. It's still there. Look at the dot he dropped to Mike Evans against the Panthers, and Mike just flies, flat out drops it. That's 45 yards, 50 yards on a string. Great ball. I don't think he should be done. To be, And I can't believe I'm saying that because three weeks, two weeks ago, I would have said he should be done. Are we sure Trevor Lawrence is the guy? Yes, I still think so. He's still going through some learning curves, which by year two, you would hope he could get out of that. Now, next year, if he's having these same issues with turning it over, we do have some problems, I think. You see, I, I told everyone, the Bears changed their system. What have the Bears done the last two weeks? They've changed their system. Fields had three total touchdowns in the week before he played well against New England. They've changed their system. It's time for Trevor to get it going because he's in a quarterback-friendly offense. Doug Peterson runs quarterback-friendly offense, 
and he's turning the ball over too much. We do next year if this is happening, we have to worry. Overreaction now. The Cowboys are just as good as the Eagles and are just as big as a contender. Yeah, it's not an overreaction. I think the Cowboys I think the Cowboys are. Uh, I think the Cowboys defense is overall better, and I think the Cowboys offense is as good and will be possibly better by by the time they come to play again week sixteen. I think the Cowboys offense is actually on better pace than I thought it would. I thought it would take I thought our offense would finally show life at Minnesota week what is that gonna be? Week eleven. I thought I thought last week we'd struggle. We didn't. Bears defense is supposed to be pretty decent. They we we torched them. Obviously the Lions we didn't play very well. Dak still was nineteen for twenty five. This week he was twenty for twenty six. It's not like Dak's inaccurate. Then we we're gonna go to Lambeau. Their defense is good. Banged up now though is the issue for them. So I thought that could be a problem. I think Minnesota's corners we could have taken advantage of. So I thought that'd be the game that we could showcase that we're back. But we we're we're ahead of schedule. I, it kind of sucks going into the bye because I feel like the offense is starting to click, but it's also good because our defense needs to get healthy. Uh, not really big injuries, but I think they're just worn down. They had to be on the field so much when Cooper rushed at quarterback. Now it's a different. We're, we're controlling the ball a lot better now with Dak back. So, yeah, I'm 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 fine with the bye. I think the Cowboys are ahead of schedule. I think they are better than the Eagles, actually. And I know people are going to say that's a, you know, um, maybe in a – me being biased, but that's whatever. So Fee told me the next one is go through live, predict the Cowboys record game by game. All right, let's look up the schedule. I like this a lot. Me and Fee do this quite often. Dallas Cowboys schedule. So the remaining schedule. So we have a bye, of course. Uh, then we're going to go to Green Bay and then Minnesota. I'm going to say we split there. I'll I'll be generous and say split on the those two road games. That's tough to win back to back road games against Green Bay and then Minnesota. I'll say split, so that puts us seven and three. Giants at home win. Colts at home win. Texans at home win. So that puts us at ten and three. I worry about the Jacksonville game on the road because we'll be looking ahead to Philly. You know, I say we go and beat Jacksonville. They turn it over too much, and they turn. We'll get so much pass rush. They turn it over too much for us. Eleven and three. I'll say we go and I'll say we go and beat Philly at home. Um, Tennessee and Indy actually worry me because of their run game, but it's a different run than what we've seen. What teams left besides Philly run the zone read? Giants do. We beat them with with our backup. You know, I'm gonna say we I'm gonna say that we lose. Okay, so we play Philly at home. We win, so we're twelve and three. I'm gonna then say we lose at Tennessee in a, on a short week. That puts us at 12 and 4. We beat Washington last game of the year that puts us at 13 and 4. I'd have to look at the Eagles to say if 13 and 4 is good enough to get the to get the NFC East. Eagles play a similar schedule. So I'd have to say that they're probably going to be a little bit over us. Uh so yeah, I'm going to say that we go 13 and 4 probably being the number one wild card, which could be fine because you're probably not going to play Minnesota. They're going to be the 2 or the 1. Philly's going to be the 2 or the 1. And then that means you'll get hopefully the Niners have the 3 and then we get to play Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina or Atlanta in the first round. Okay, yeah, I love I love the fee segment every week. Um, so with the new weapons around Tua, has he proven the Dolphins franchise quarterback? Do you think he needs to do more? I think he's the franchise quarterback. Let me grab a drink real quick before I elaborate. I think he's their guy. Um, undefeated. He gets hurt against the Bengals early. 
They lose three straight. They've won two in a row with him. He's undefeated as their starting quarterback. He's 5-0. and You can say 5-1 and because they did lose to Cincy, but let's be real. The game was, I, I can't remember the score, but they could have won that game if he's not hurt. So, yeah, I think he is their franchise quarterback. Obviously, you're going to, you know, you. it'll come down to the playoffs, though. Because, let's be honest, he's probably going to be a wild card. Bills will probably win that division. So he's probably going to be a wild card. That means you're facing a division winner. But what wild card are you? If you're the seven, that sucks. You play Kansas City. More winnable games if you're the five or six. You could play a Baltimore. Right? And then, or a Tennessee. Way more winnable games than Chiefs or Bills. Seeding is going to be huge in the AFC. You do not want the seven. Because I, I, know, I know you do anything to get in the playoffs. You do not want the seven. You would love the the four, the five or the six in the AFC. Kind of going to be the same way in the NFC. The five is going to be really coveted because you can play that NFC South division instead of playing the West, the North, or the NFC East, right? So the five is going to be coveted. The five and the six are going to be very coveted, in my opinion, in the AFC. What is the Dolphins' ceiling addition of Bradley Chubb? Um, I think that they're a, I honestly think possibly a AFC title in the AFC title game team. I really do. I think they just they just boosted up their defense and their pass rush. Raheem Mostert's been very good. Um, they did bring in they traded Chase Edmonds, but they brought in Jeff Wilson, who I like. I like Jeff Wilson. So I think they've done a really good job adding players. Um, obviously you still have Tyreek and Waddle and Gasecki, you know. I really like their team. I think that they could be in the AFC title game. That's how good I think the Dolphins are. Are the Vikings legit? What more do you need to see from them to know for sure? I think they are legit. Um, it's going to come down to Kirk Cousins in a big-time game and a big-time moment. Can he deliver? But I think they are legit. The Vikings are for sure legit. How big of a deal is TJ Hawkinson? Something, nothing, everything. It's something, not everything, because unless you trade it for Kelsey, Mark Andrews, or Kittle, I don't think it's everything. It's something. He's a very good tight end. It's an upgrade from Irv. He's going to get more targets in that offense, I feel, than he was getting with Goff in Detroit. So I do think it is something. He's a, he's a really good tight end. Is the season too far gone for the Raiders, Raiders or can they still make the playoffs? Man, I, I can't believe their loss last week. 24-0 to the Saints. That was one of my... I I had bet huge on that game. I thought the Raiders are going to smoke them. Oh, man, I think the season might be a little too far gone. I really do. Uh, they're going to have to... I mean, they're going to have to what? 10 and 7 is probably the guy to get you. So you're going to have to go 8 and 2 in the next 10, in my opinion, to probably make the playoffs. I just don't see it. I really don't see it. Have you seen enough of. of okay, overreaction now. The Eagles will go 16 and 1. Okay, so I guess we do have to pull up their schedule. Because obviously, I'm guessing he's saying because he thought I'd predict the Cowboys to beat them, which I would. Uh. Philadelphia Eagles schedule. So they have the Texans win, Commanders win, Colts on the road, probably a win. I mean, jeez. Yeah. I think 16 and 1 is not an overreaction. Do I, th- I I think it's very possible. Texans on the road win. Commanders at home win. Colts on the road. I mean, come on, let's be real about the Colts now. Packers, we'll see where they are by then, but probably a win at home. Tennessee win at home. Giants on the road could be tough, but probably win. Bears on the road, probably a win. Cowboys on the road, that's my that's the loss. Saints, we'll see where they are by then, but probably a win. And then Giants. Yeah, 16 and 1 is not an overreaction to me. It's not an overreaction that the Saints that they go 16 and 1. Are the Eagles the clear NFC favorites? How big is the gap? No, they're not clear. Uh I think there's three t- four teams right now 
that are in the mix. I think it's Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, Vikings are the four teams that are in the mix as the as the clear. I just don't I the I mean, you could say the same thing about the Cowboys, but the Cowboys went 5 and 2 or what was it? 4 and 2. 4 and 2 in the meat of their schedule with a backup quarterback. Um I don't think the gap's very big. I think Minnesota, San Francisco and Dallas are right there with the Eagles. I really do. Which acquisition of seen with the acquisitions of the of the Niners, legit Super Bowl contenders, even with Jimmy G. Yes, they are. They just smoked the Rams in L.A. without Debo Samuel as well. Yeah, they are. They're scary. They're they're the team you don't want to see probably in the playoffs. Like they're a team that's just gonna be like, God, I don't want to play them. I don't want to play them. Their defense is getting healthier and better. They got McCaffrey. I mean, yeah, they are Super Bowl contenders. 49ers or Vikings? 49ers. 49ers or Eagles? Ooh, that's a little tougher. 49ers. I think the 49 In my opinion, my rankings will show because it has to be week to week in my rankings. By the time playoffs roll around, I think the Niners could be the best team in the NFC. It's very possible. Fact or fiction, the NFC West will have at least two teams make the playoffs, and one of them will not be the Rams. Fact. As of right now, my playoff prediction in the NFC would be Eagles 1, Vikings 2, Niners Niners 3. I'm still going to go Bucks 4, as crazy as it sounds. Cowboys 5, Giants 6, Seahawks 7. The Rams missing the playoffs. I will go fact. I think two teams do get in the NFC West. Um, the good fortune and schedule has run out for the Giants. Uh, yeah, I think it has. I still think they make the playoffs. I think they win 10 or 11 games still. I think they finish 10 and 7 or 11 and 5 or 11 and 6. So that means if I have them going 11 and 6, that means 5 and 4 in their next nine. I think that's fine, though. He started off so hot. That'll be enough to get in the playoffs. 10 wins, probably enough. Hell, nine wins might be enough to get a wild card in the NFC. Um, will the Giants make the playoffs? Yes, I believe the Giants will make the playoffs. For the next three to five years, who would you rather have, Geno or Russell Wilson? Let me grab a drink and laugh at this question before I answer. It's, it's a legit question, though. I'm going to say Russell. I'm going to say Russell because I don't even think Geno Smith will be a starter in three years. That's my opinion. Russell could not could possibly not be either. But I would have a little more faith in Russell Wilson than I would Geno Smith. Does the Broncos trading Chubb say anything to you, or is it just right time to move on? Right time to move on. I they can't if they want to pay some other guys and have some have some money, and now they acquire a draft pick in the first round to help Russell, I think it was the right time. You're going to have to pay him a, a big-time contract. I think it's a good move. Will getting OBJ be enough to save the Packers season? Yeah, I think it could. In the NFC, like I said, nine wins might get you the, the, one of those wild-card spots. So, yeah, I think it could save their season. Give me one team who can actually beat the Chiefs and the Bills in the playoffs. I mean, I think the I think the uh, Cowboys, Niners, and Eagles would have a shot. No one in the AFC, though. No one in the AFC. Um, I, I honestly don't know if there is a team that I would say that, you know, what does it say, say? Who can actually beat? I think the Cowboys, because of their defense, I know people are going to keep saying bias, bias, bias. Cowboys, because of their defense, could give the Chiefs and Bills some issues. Definitely could. Um, something, nothing, or everything. Kader, tra- Chiefs trade for Kadarius Tony. It's something because if he pu- if he's healthy, 
He's going to be spectacular in that offense. It's going to come down to his health, though. Will he be healthy? That's going to be the big question. What is the Chargers ceiling this year? A wild card team. And maybe winning one game in the playoffs. But I still would, I would favor Tennessee and Baltimore over them. For sure. I think making the playoffs is their ceiling. Crazy to say. Fact or fiction, Jake Paul has proved he's a legit boxer and can compete with the top-level boxers. No, he can't. Uh, that's fiction. Um, that doesn't mean me saying that he hasn't uh, developed into a really good boxer for where he is at and who he is. A guy that started training boxing four years ago is now 6-0 and and coming off the biggest win of his career in a fight that he had to dig deep. He had to really, you can, you know, the Woodley fights were eight, were, you know, and the first one was an eight round decision, but he didn't really have to dig deep. Woodley didn't do anything to make, make him dig deep. The second fight was just boring because both of them were scared to engage and get hit by a big punch. Woodley ended up getting hit by a big punch. And then Andrew Silva brought the fight to him and Jake Paul showed, I can win this type of fight. If I, I, after this one, I I think I would, I would easily pick Jake Paul to beat Tommy Fury or Haseem Rockman though. I think Andrew is a better boxer than both. You know, Tommy and Haseem probably have more power. So Jake would have to be more on his P's and Q's defensively than he was against Silva, who doesn't really have the hand, you know, the knockout power of the hands. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a fiction to say he beat legit level boxers right now. Right now, he's 25. We're talking different maybe in two, three years. Right now, no, fiction. How how late is too late for the Lakers at what point is season over? Uh, I, I I like to give it to Christmas for teams. Um, that's about 25, 30 games into the year. The Lakers are sitting at ten and twenty by Christmas. Could be ugly. I, I've what I've said about the Lakers though. Defense is not an issue. They're the number one defensive team in the NBA now, right now. The number one. They shot forty four percent from three against the Nuggets in their first win. Right. They don't even have to shoot that. They've been shooting twenty five. If they shoot league average thirty five, they're 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 three and three or four and two right now. If they shot league average, they're four and two. So, the Lakers are fine right now. I know they dug themselves a little bit of a hold to start. The season's long, though. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what goes on in the next 10 to 15 games. It's not too late yet, though. But Christmas, 30 games into the year, you're 10 and 20, 9 and 21. Kind of wrap it. Um, what team has been messier breakup this year? What team has a, will have a... Oh, I think the Nets. Because I think the Lakers actually have a... Have a... A, a legit, like, game plan defense the Nets don't have that it's pray to God Kyrie and KD go off but they're the worst defensive team in the NBA right now so the I think the Nets have a messier breakup I actually will go on record saying right now Kyrie and KD are both traded by the deadline I'll say that right now on a scale 110 how worried about you Ben Simmons can he ever get back to where he was (sighs) it's probably a six right now and that might be a little low than some people I'm gonna say six because I'm still holding out hope he's got to get back right mentally I just don't know if he can we'll see I hope he does is this Katie's last year in Brooklyn yeah I mean, he might get traded by mid midseason this year so I do think this will be his last year though because they're not winning anything with that defense can Udoka fix the next Nets problem short term not this year with the roster they have they're not built to play defense they have Ben Simmons their only good defender they're not built to play defense this year. So no, they can't fix it this year. That's the issue. You have to hope that Udoka can somehow get them into where they're a six or five and hopefully win a, a, a playoff series. And hopefully that KD and Kyrie are like, okay, I like this guy, I'll stay, and we can build. We'll see, though. On a serious note, are you worried about Kyrie's mental health? He seems very delusional and out of at times. Yeah, a little bit, man. He seems. 
I don't want to compare it to AD or AB, Antonio Brown, but man, dude, he's a little out there at times, a little too much for my liking. Uh, um, we'll see what happens with him, but yeah, I'm, I am a little worried. I would admit I'm a little worried, but, uh, that'll end the fee segment. Again, I knew that one would last a while. That'll be about half, that'll probably be over half the podcast, which I love, love when he sends those in. Thank you again, fee for that. All right, let's get into the post week nine college football top 23 power rankings at number one remains the Ohio state Buckeyes at eight. No, number two, the Tennessee volunteers who go into a matchup who they are nine. No, going into a matchup with my number three, Georgia at eight. No, Michigan stays at four. Weren't impressive against Michigan State. Got the job done. They'll have their chance, though, to get to the for sure lock a playoff spot with Ohio State in a matchup down the line. They are 8 no 5. Alabama. Grab a drink. Alabama remains at 5 at 7 and 1. TCU coming off a good road win at West Virginia, 8-0. They jump over Clemson, who is now my number 7, 8-0. Not looking, I don't like Clemson. I really just don't like Clemson. I really don't. There's something about them. Oregon at 8, they're 7-1. USC at 9, they're 7-1. 10, UCLA at 7-1. 11, Kansas State after the throttling of Oklahoma State at 11 at 6-2. At <coughs> Illinois at 12 at 7-1. North Carolina at 13 at 7-1. Maybe six and one, one of the two. Utah at fourteen, they're five and two. LSU at fifteen, they're five and two. Old Miss at sixteen, they're seven and one. Penn State at seventeen, they are six and two. Oklahoma State at eighteen now, they are six and two. Wake Forest at nineteen, six and two as well. Tulane at twenty, seven and one. Liberty at twenty one, they are seven and one. Uh, twenty two. Kentucky, who's five and three, they got battered by Tennessee. And then, L- and then Syracuse at 6-2 and two at 23. So significant risers, UCLA 14-10, Kansas State 21-11, Illinois 17-12, UNC 22-13, LSU 19-15, Ole Miss 20-16, Tulane 23-20, Liberty unranked to 21. <coughs> significant fallers, Penn State 13-17, Oklahoma State 12-18, Wake Forest 10-19, Kentucky 11-22, Syracuse 15 to 23 and Cincinnati 18 to unranked. Teams in consideration for the top 23. So my next five out, Texas at 5 and 5 and 3, NC State 6 and 2, Notre Dame 5 and 3, Mississippi State 5 and 3 and Arkansas 5 and 3. Okay. Main five reactions to week 9. Tennessee should be the favorite to win the SEC. I think that, I think they're unbelievable. This is their year. This is their year and Georgia's coming up. Here we go. This going to be it's going to be a hell of a game Saturday. Kansas State will win the Big 12 title. That is my prediction. They would be 7-1 and one, a, and probably ranked in my top eight if they had not choked the game away against TCU. Drake May should be in and in and in any and every Heisman discussion. Dude is carrying North Carolina. I don't know if Caleb Williams can carry UFC to win out. Yeah, I think he's unreal, but man, you're putting a lot on his shoulders for them to go 12-1 and one and have a chance at the playoff. Ohio State proves they're the class of the Big Ten. I think they're still going to roll Michigan when they play him. So results from my week nine top five games of the week. I actually went 4-1, so a good bounce back. I had Ohio State over Penn State. Uh, I did have Syracuse over Notre Dame. That was my only loss. I had K-State over Oklahoma State, Tennessee over Kentucky, and North Carolina over Pitt. So I'm 28-17 overall. My week 10 top five games of the week prediction. 2-30 slate. Oh, I didn't see the Liberty. Hold on real quick before we do. I need to get the time down. Uh, Liberty versus Arkansas. 
Okay, it's going to be a... Three o'clock kickoff. Very good. Three o'clock kickoff. So Tennessee at Georgia, Saturday at 2.30. I'm going Tennessee, 38-34. Uh, God bless America. What is happening here? There we go. Uh, Liberty at Arkansas. Man, I wanted to go Liberty. It's a three o'clock kickoff. I'm going to go Arkansas, 40-37, though, on a close one. Number five, Alabama. At number 15, LSU. I'm going Alabama 31-24, Saturday at 6 o'clock. Also Saturday at 6, Texas at Kansas State. Give me Kansas State 34-27. Clemson at Notre Dame. This is the week. Notre Dame knocks off Clemson 27-24, Notre Dame. Combat sports headlines and discussion. Like I said, Fee had the one question. We're going to dive a little more deeper into Jake Paul Anderson Silva. Let me get a quick drink. Uh, Connor has finished up his movie, wants to fight by no later than April. Uh, hearing Justin Gaethje is the front runner for Connor's return. Probably, yeah, like I said, March, April at 170. With Volk moving up for Super Fight with Islam and Allen beating Cater, how should the UFC match up the featherweight division? Um, so let me quickly go to the rankings. UFC rankings. I think I have what they should do. I don't know if they'll do an interim belt. But here would be my matchups. I would go Yair versus Josh Emmett because they're the clear, they're the clear contenders right now for Volk. And if you do an interim title, it has to be on that fight. I would then go Cal. I would then go Arnold Allen versus either Brian Ortega. Don't know how long he's out. Or Max Holloway. Max Holloway Arnold Allen could be the fight. Or Ortega Arnold Allen. So that's how I would match it up. I don't know how long either Ortega or Holloway is going to be out. So that really that's really the up in the air part for Arnold Allen. Is how long are they going to be out? Uh, Colby versus Hamza likely for March as a five round co main to Edwards versus Usman three in the UK. So basically, kind of like a little welterweight tournament. Colby Hamza in the co main. Winner's going to take on the winner of Edwards Usman three. I love that. So again, boxing headlines here. Only we're only talking about Jake Paul. Jake Paul defeats Anderson Silva unanimous decision seventy eight seventy three on two cards in seventy seven seventy four. I uh, didn't really understand the scores. I can understand five rounds to three, and that's the seventy-seven, seventy-four is okay. I don't understand six rounds to two though. I've watched, I've rewatched it back twice now. I'm not gonna lie; it was tough for me to find Anderson, five rounds for Anderson Silva. You can definitely have an argument for Jake round, Jake Paul winning five rounds. So how did I score it? I had it seventy-six, seventy-five, Paul. So I had Silva up four rounds to three heading into the eighth. 10-8 round for Paul with the knockdown. So that would give him the one-point advantage. Because if, if he won the round, it'd be tied. And if Silva got knocked down, he'd lose a point. So I had 76-75 Paul on my cards. I believe it was a well-deserved win. Um, obviously, watching it live as an Anderson fan, I thought he had won. Um, but I knew the knockdown was going to screw him somehow. Uh, either I thought it could have been a draw or Anderson was definitely going to lose. There was no real way for him to win, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, after rewatching, it was, it was, it was a well-deserved one for Paul and it was an, it was a spectacular fight both ways. Jake just proves, proved a lot in that fight. Grit and toughness. He proved he's got it. He proved he's got it. So what's next for Paul? Easy. No, it's not Tommy Fury. It's not Hasim Rockman. Why? They both pulled out. Tommy twice, Rockman once. Fuck them. At this point, it's fuck them. It's Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is the only fight. 
Yes, you. Yes, I. I agree. Anderson's a tougher fight for Jake than Nate. But dude, it's a huge pay per view. Cash in. Nate came in. Is coming coming off leaving the UFC off a win, and him basically giving a big middle finger to the UFC. He's never been bigger. I'd say he's bigger right now. Just what I've seen on Twitter and all the videos of him getting bum rushed in the crowd and pe- people just wanting pictures with him and stuff. I think he's bigger now than when he beat Connor in 2016. I think he's bigger now. I, I know he's older, but I think that's the fight to make easy for Jake Paul. So let's get to my main six reactions to week eight. Cowboys found their offense. Scary hours for the rest of the league. Yeah, and that's, I again, I think they're ahead of schedule. Scary hours. Broncos are still not a playoff team. No, even after that win, they're not a playoff team. They're just still not. They got to hope, they got to do something in this next offseason. They're not a playoff team, though. Dolphins are for sure a playoff team, though. Uh, Titans have locked up their division, whether Tannehill's healthy or not. That division's just terrible. Colts can't get back in it with, with Ellinger. Jags aren't going to get back in it. Obviously, the Texans aren't. Let's be real. 49ers are a Super Bowl contender. Kind of touched on that in the fee segment. And this is my prediction. Two of the Packers, Bucks, and Rams will miss the playoffs. I think two of those teams will miss the playoffs. I really do. I think two of them miss the playoffs. I don't think two or E3 get in. I think one of them do. And I'm going to lean Bucks right now. So let's go to my post-Week 8 NFL Top 16 Power Rankings. Top 3 stays the same. Bills 1, Chiefs 2, Eagles 3. Number four now, the Dallas Cowboys. I jumped them over the Vikings. I think they're just much better defensively. Vikings five. Ravens at six. Uh, Dolphins at seven. Niners at eight. Seahawks at nine. Giants at 10. Titans at 11. Bengals at 12. Chargers at 13. Commanders at (laughs) Redskins. I call them the Commanders. Redskins at 14. Jets at 15. And Falcons at 16. Um, you know, Bengals kind of fumbled being the top 17 with that bad loss last night to the Browns. Niners are going to keep growing on this list. They boomed up. They're moving up. Niners are going to be moving up. So before we get into the podcast, uh, fantasy football league update, we'll go over me and my brother's predictions. I just wanted to note everybody in the crowd. He's picked. I know it's tough because we force ourselves to pick an upset and some weeks there's just not really one that's great. And he's hoping for an Eagles loss. He's 0 five when he's picked against the Eagles, obviously. I went Eagles 30, Texans 16. He's going Texans 28-24. That's his upset of the week. Thursday Night Football. Oh, yeah, he's 66-55-1. I'm 70-51-1. Sunday early games. Chargers at Falcons. We both picked the Falcons. Um, I have 30-27. He has 27-21. Dolphins at Bears. He's got Dolphins 34-27. This is my upset of the week, though. Uh, Bears 24-23. I think it's going to happen. Probably not, but i got to pick one. I'll go with the Bears. Panthers at Bengals. He actually goes Panthers 24-20. This could have been his upset of the week. This could have been his upset of the week, and he chose the Texans. I'm going Bengals 34-24. Packers at Lions. This was a coin flip for both of us. We both had three-point game. I'm, we're both going Packers. I went 23-20. He went 20-17. Raiders at Jags. I went Raiders 27-23. He went Jags 32-17. Colts at Patriots. Both have the Patriots. I have 20-13. He has 21-7. Bills at Jets. I have Bills 31-20. He's got Bills 44-35. Vikings at Redskins. We both have the Vikings. I have Vikings 24-17. He has 21-20. Sunday mid to late games. 
Rams at Bucks. We differ. He's got Rams 28-20. I got Bucks 26-24. Seattle at Arizona. He's got the Cardinals 29-24. I have the Seahawks 31-27. Titans at Chiefs. We both have the Chiefs. Almost the same score prediction. I have 34-23. He has 34-24. Monday Night Football. Ravens at Saints. We both have the Ravens. I have 31-23. He has 32-31. So let's get into the podcast league. Um, update. Here we go. So I moved to five and three. Got a big win over Lou. So here's how the league standings are as of right now. Miller dropped a game. He goes to six and two. Me and Josh, we play this week. He's five and three. I'm five and three. Uh, Trey at four and four is the four. Craig, who was one and four, I believe, has won three straight. He's four and four now. Lou at six, at three and five. Coley at seven, at three and five, and Fletch at two and six in the eight. Still, a, it's still all up for grabs. I mean, there's a lot. It's still, you know, Miller dropped a game, so just a lot of a lot of things still up in the air. Um, who do I play this week? I, oh yeah, I play Josh. Uh, big game. Um. He hasn't really redone his lineup. I'm sure Burrow will go to quarterback. He's got he's got Lawrence and Goff, so I guess I'll have to play one of them. Uh, my team right now, obviously, injuries can happen. I got Josh Allen in at quarterback. My two running backs are Foreman, ETN, two wide receivers, Diggs and Waddle. Ertz as my tight end. My two flexes are D-Hop and Chris Godwin. Uh, Dak is on a bye, so I'm playing Geno in the super flex, which I'm fine with. Jake Myers in the Philly defense as my... Uh, Philly is my defense, so yeah, um, league's very, very tight. Big. Let's see what how many big games we got. So yeah, Lou and Craig's a big one because Lou can get into a playoff spot potentially. Uh, Coley's going to try to knock off Miller. Fletch needs a win. He's playing the four seed. It's a big week. Um, so yeah, like I said, the bracket right now, if the playoffs started today, it'd be Miller versus Trey in the one versus four, and then me versus Josh in the two versus three. So yeah, big week for the podcast league coming up. But again, yeah, like I said, it's kind of just a... You know, going over what happened, there wasn't, you know, obviously the trade deadline and stuff, but, you know, Fee kind of touched on a lot of those, and that's why I didn't add a lot of the trade deadline stuff in there because I knew Fee's segment would be the big part of it. Um, we'll be back Thursday with KB and the boys. Um, I went 1-1-1, one, one, and one. okay. Uh, already have a lock-in, saw the line on Monday, took it already. Uh, I won't announce that right now. Obviously, we'll wait for KB and the boys on Thursday. I'm 10-13-1, or here, I'll just go through the standings. Uh, Colby and Solo first at 13-11. Uh, Fletcher at 12-12 12 and 12 in second. Um, Tate in third at 11-12-1. Carter in fourth at 11-13. Me and Schmidt tied for fifth at 10-13-1. Nick in sixth at 9-14-1. And Miller at 7-17 seven and 17 in last. So yeah, we'll have, a, um, we'll have that coming to you uh, Thursday, like always. Um... Hopefully, you know, I need. I've had a couple. You know, I went zero and three, and then one, one and one. Kind of a couple shaky weekends for me. After I kind of got hot there for a little bit, had a positive record for a couple weeks, three weeks, and that's the way it goes in gambling, huh? But yeah, that, we'll be back Thursday with that. Uh, KB and the boys. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you again to Fee for the segment. You know, knew that'd be a a big portion of the pod because I knew he comes with so many good questions, and so yeah, thank you again to Fee, and thank you guys for listening. We'll be back Thursday. Peace.